Yo, today's episode, I've got one of my best friends, motherfucking Connor Sweeney with me. Uh, it's my first ever in-person interview as well. Podcast, not an interview. He's my boy. Uh, there's a weird buzzing thing. I don't know why. Uh, we never really managed to work out what it was, but fuck it. Also, if you haven't done so already, head over to patreon.com forward slash just like me. And support the podcast by chucking me one pound a month. And hopefully in about 10 years, I can afford to put some money towards some new equipment, which would be nice. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this today's episode. Oh, shit. And also, um, my boy Pete, Pete Wolven from my own band, the 404, the motherfucking GN, the graphic nature themselves, has made me an opening jingle song thing and it's rad um so yeah big ups pete it's fucking awesome anyways connor motherfucking sweeney well, I hope I hope that he's <laughs> well wherever he is. We can't, we can't, we can't use that. that. We can't use that fam. Anyway, so we've been we've been at your I'm definitely like, gonna use it. <laughs> that's just calm. The um the that week was sick. I know that we like did we actually like play some new gear that week? Um, or did we not? Because we actually I don't know, we we played it before, like when you came here the first time. And then Yeah, yeah, that was time ago though, wasn't it? I felt like we just watched films and We did do that. We watched you introduced me to John Wick for the first time. Yeah man, he was on your phone the whole time. No, I wasn't. I yeah, you was. No, 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 you was. Fam, nah, I watched the thing because I remember it was just him murking bare heads. Yeah. And then... Why did he kill the people, though? His, his dickhead cat. <laughs> no, it's his dog. The same... Close. <laughs> I was basically correct, but not. I got the what it was mixed up, but okay. I was still correct in its... Um, in its... Uh, contextual form. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because <laughs> it was his pet I knew that he was murking all the heads because yeah, he, he killed his dog man yes that's, yeah of course I'd probably do the same thing if someone killed all my cats they're my babies they're my babies I love them man <laughs> they provide me with so much happiness it's actually insane like they're just the best how long has it been since you actually like had a pet because you haven't had a pet uh, three years three and a half years only three and a half years yeah really? I've only lived here for three years and uh, four years in March Really? Next much. Yeah. And you had a dog? Not here. We had a dog before we moved. Molly. Oh. Fat little Jack Russell. Oh, man. I had a Jack Russell when I was a, a young and... They're fucking cunts, aren't they? Nah. Our <laughs> one was sick. Our one... We had a uh, Jack Russell called Rosie. She was sick as fuck. But um, we had another one and she was like dumped at like our school and we had to like... Um, well, it wasn't a thing that we had to. We wanted to. Like no one would take her and she was just sat cowering in this like one position the whole time. So like we took her home and she was just like so happy and she just had so much happiness and was just like, it was like she was on like speed and ecstasy like times 10, like 24 mm. seven. 
and was just like on a madness like all the time but she was great but as she got older she just like um she just started to like lose it a bit um but we've yeah we've just got um cats now basically and they're the best i fucking love my cats to death i don't know how i deal with cats why they're chill man they just do their own thing and it's like having a dog but it's a cat and like they just sort of look after themselves a bit and they're chilling yeah and you d- it's not like i feel like having a dog is like closer to having a kid a little bit because it needs attention and no it is i i think my fear with cats is i've got so much shit like here yeah that they're just gonna like jump up into it and be like fuck you mm. fuck you and just knock everything off i don't know Meh, actually maybe because if you got up there like your cat would just like go to war with fucking what is it captain america and <laughs> fucking darth maul and and the cat would just murk all of them and then there'd be no more of them do you know what I mean yeah that I'd like I I get that but I don't know you could also end up having a cat that's like relatively sort of chill and that wouldn't do that I, I want think. I want one of those ones with the small legs you know, oh, they look so the stupid. munchkin cats yeah yeah because they're Idiot. just they're just res- like remain kittens forever basically yeah they're caught in a time paradox the whole life so they're born yet <laughs> and then like <laughs> time they just time doesn't advance for them so they just like remain tiny and they live for like what is it however long cats live and they look exactly <laughs> the same and then they just die <laughs> that is what happens to munchkin cats <laughs> <laughs> you got stupid fat heads man oh, they're, they're cute so, as fuck they're so sick I would love um, what are they called um, British short hairs you know the uh, like Gus oh what Jack's one Jack's he was a dick cat. though nah he was sick he was a dick I used to fight him because he was a dick yeah but I, I liked him I thought yeah. he was sick as fuck I remember he ran through like I will never forget this this was like one of the first times I was staying at Jack's and like uh, Gus was like in the house and he had a shit and then he just shot off down the hole and he still had shit attached to his ass and as he was like running down the hole yeah the shit flew off and stuck to Jack's wall and I was like Jack you got shit on your wall bro and he was like what do you mean I was like look and Gus was just like what yeah <laughs> no fucks given yeah it was sick fuck's sake yeah I Dude, love cats uh, I want another pet for sure like me and George were looking at adopting a a staffy really yeah man here like have it in 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 this place well we've lived here for so long right and they're like you can't have pets here but there are people in here that have got like snakes birds fucking i don't know chinchillas really yeah geezer no one like operates this place you've got no one being like this is what i mean do you know what i mean yeah like what are you gonna do take my dog away from me well yeah i mean they're just gonna be like well there's no one to do nothing so like it's not like they're necessarily ever yeah. gonna know do you know what i mean one dude like we we set up this pet committee a few years ago to basically be like look this was during like peak lockdown and we yeah. were like look people need emotional support animals even if yeah if, like especially if someone's fucking living on their own because they need a companion Fam, they make thing. so much difference it's actually a madness oh, yeah so we like put this thing up and like loads of people were like yeah cool let's do it and then, like, the other half of people were like, no, I'm not having a dog running down the hall terrorising my children. Ah, uh, yes, that is what's like, going to happen. There is a thing here, right? I got into the elevator the other day. Elevator, who am I? Lift. <laughs> the other day, right? <laughs> is an elevator a fucking lift in America? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, escalator, I'm thinking of. No, nah, the think. escalator is the floor one. Yeah. Where it goes, like, nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So anyway. The stairs. 
I'm in a lift, right? I come into the fucking building, and this dude's there, like waiting for his food or whatever, like just eat or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And I go to my post box, and he's like, "Oh, are you guys new here?" And I'm like, "Bro, we've been here for three years." He's like, "Oh, I've never seen you." And I was like, "Bro, I've never seen you." Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. the thing about this whole building; no one ever sees anyone. Mate, whenever I've been here, yeah, the halls are, that it looks like um, the back rooms. Yeah. In that hallway, it's like, never ending. Like nobody ever is in that hall, no matter whenever we've been like going in or out, or whatever. Yeah. Like it's always the. But the then same. these people are scared that a dog is going to ravage their child. Nah, only I've, I've seen three children in this building. Well, then it's calm. Like I don't know, they're going to go to school and whatever, and the dog's just going to go do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like the dog's waiting at the gate. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's your oh. time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like also on a on a thing with like cats and like <laughs> them just be well, not cats specifically, but I guess like pets, and you're not having a fantastic day, and you have like a proper good bond with your pet it's actually like insane how much of a difference yeah. it makes like if I'm sat like I don't know writing or mixing or whatever and I've got Tiggs next to me and she'll just talk to me and like I'll chat to her and whatever yeah. it's just it's just so good like they're just, they're the just best. sick and like they're warm as well yeah, such yeah, a weird yeah. thing to say but like we look after our manager's dog sometimes and oh, that's cool. her name's Suki she comes here she was just chill on the sofa. What kind of dog is she? Uh, I think a border terrier. Uh, what? I don't even know what that is. There's uh, like seven different kinds of terriers, but like it'll be like a Labrador terrier or something. So she's a border terrier mixed with a mixed mixed with a King Charles Spaniel. They're the ones with the floppy ears that are small and hairy. As yeah, well, look how fucking stupid they look, man. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that, that's oh, another sorry. word for just like. You're sick. You look great. Ah, I see. So it's like a border terrier. Oh, the ones that are like Scotty dogs. Yeah, but she's got like longer ears because she's a mix with this thing. Oh, okay. This thing. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> but it's so funny because she's like got, you know, she's quite furry. Yeah. But whenever they get a haircut, she just comes in and she looks like this tiny little thing. How old is she? Is she like an old dog or something? I think she's like six, seven or eight. One of them. Oh, it's not too bad. Don't dogs don't dogs live for like like little ones live for like eighteen years or something? Yeah. Because cats are like that, innit? Yeah, I Jack Russell lived to like twenty. Fucking hell. Refused to die. It was also kind of similar with one of ours. Yeah. She she was bless her soul. She was um literally like wasting away. She stopped eating. She like was like mm. like it was proper bad. <laughs> I can't laugh at that. <laughs> no, it's calm because I. Right, okay. no, it's, it's what you did. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. For context, everybody, I made a silly sound and I looked like a dickhead when I said it. So that's why I half laughed. He's not a piece of shit. He wasn't happy that my dog died. I just made a funny, jokey wow. Um, but yeah, bless her soul, she was a sick dog. But like. It, it was mad she just she got older and she just stopped she just stopped eating like yeah. I think her like sight was going bless her like her hearing was going like she was a sick little dog but as as she got older she became like a fucking pain in the ass. but you know as it, she still like gave us like some like amazing like years and like times with her and stuff and whatever so you, you know as long as you can have that with your pet then that's fucking sick yeah you know what I mean? Molly was like the opposite. She was um she was a rescue dog from I think from fifteen. And at the time I think her owners, whoever gave her up, were like basically feeding her like shit food. Mm. Like literally like takeaway to feed. What her like 
What, like, Chinese takeaway. Fucking hell. Yeah. So she what? was like a barrel, like big fucking fat Bless dog. Her soul, man, that's and she was the kind of dog that was like almost like a cat in the terms of like, you know, when a cat will come up to you and be like affection. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're stroking the cat or whatever, and then it's like I'm done with you now. Like, yeah, don't go chill for a bit. That was Molly. Okay. Like you go and kiss her on the head. She's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, do you want me to fucking bite your yeah, face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does she get? No, did she get annoyed? Yeah, yeah. She's like snarl at us and shit. What? I'm like, I'm just trying. Just let me love you. <laughs> that's, that's peak, man. There's no but, need for that. But pets are pets, unfortunately. Yeah, but she like, I think she lost her sight. She was having like, um, like mini fits and stuff. Oh, like where she like collapse and shit. That's heavy. Bless so, her. I think, like, we had her put down like, the day or two before we moved here. Oh and, man, that's so heavy. Yeah, but. I was saying that like when Fran took her like she came back and was like yeah that she was good to go like she was just so fucking tired yeah like, um, by the time it happened she was like no restraint no nothing and she was like a she didn't like really being picked up so for her to be yeah. picked up put on this thing and then just long sleep like I think she was ready yeah that's completely fair it's like it was kind of similar thing with Dee Dee really but like just because she was like um like we had to put her down just because she was like I said she was just wasting away and wasn't eating like yeah. at all it was proper horrible to see and when she was walking about she just looked like a frail little old lady who was you know sort of barely able to get from place to place you mm. know what I mean so like you know you've got to kind of do them that kindness if you know rather than like have them living and they're like suffering and that you know yeah so like yeah dogs are sick cats are more sick <laughs> I'm not asked cats are more sick they're just more chill and like they're not well actually I tell them like my cats can be needy but that's also fine because after a bit they just sit in their own space and mm. they're just happy and I can crack on with what I'm doing and then in the evening time if I sit and chill grab them and chill out and you know let them do their thing but the, oh man I love cats you have no idea how much I adore cats mm. and just I want animals in general man. huh the cat man I am the cat guy oh, let's get off depressing dogs and cats yes because um, hit yeah, me fuck them um, I've never asked you this go on and I've known you for we've known each other just over I feel like it's just over a year fam it feels like it's been like seven yeah too long like nah is <laughs> in like good good years yeah, brother yeah. the good years with the brothers <laughs> um, go on yeah you were going to ask me I just um, how did you get into playing music like what did you learn an instrument first and then think fuck it I'm going to start playing so music basically like um, when I lived in Ireland when I was younger like I moved there when I was like six because mum and dad thought it would be like a good idea to like raise us away from like quote unquote the streets or mm -hmm. whatever and um, we basically like moved to the middle of nowhere and um, my dad introduced me to like Green Day when I first like started getting into like you know I guess like rock music or whatever mm -hmm. but before that I guess it was like he was into like Chili's and like I think it was Audio Slave and some other stuff he really liked Frank Sinatra and all that kind of stuff um, and one thing that really clicked with me at the time was um, Green Day um, and I think that um, I think I don't know if he like asked us or if like we asked him but me and my sibling wanted to like get into um, 
playing guitar and we got lessons on like acoustic for a bit um and we uh well i basically like started playing guitar then i didn't like play super seriously when i first started playing but like i i just had like an um sorry an acoustic guitar for like the longest time before i got um an electric which was when we lived in ireland for like 11 years and um then moved back to the uk and i remember getting my i kind of remember getting my first electronic guitar electronic electric <laughs> guitar um and then i like when i was in high school i just started to grind at basically playing because i was fine coming across loads of like new music so like it started out with like green day and then they got in what got me into like heavier stuff was like believe it or not nickelback and the I, sickest. I, I loved silver side up i listened to it so much and i really really liked the riff in hangnail which was really cool and then yeah that's basically where music kind of started out for me mm. like super early on i guess from like a, a wee child mate this is this is one thing i was thinking about the other day like you know how when someone says like oh how did you get into music because i hear it a lot and that's why i asked it mm. um everyone goes like oh yeah my first band that i got into was like slayer yeah or yeah. like a sick band like they'll say like something like that other people will think that's cool yeah yeah legit i'm pretty sure the reason i started playing music was nickelback and busted yeah busted were a thing as well like i remember liking busted for sure but it's it's just i don't know obviously like time changes you and whatever blah 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 like i don't really like listen to like for example nickelback chilies or uh fucking green day now but like that was basically what kind of started um yeah i just went through like loads of stuff growing up um i guess like when i say loads of stuff i mean like different bands and music and stuff of what i liked and whatever you know mm-hmm. how did you get into playing in bands like so, was it a college thing was it a school thing or was it just so like in um i think it started um when i was in high school like i really wanted to like join a band or get one going um because like there was a there were a bunch of guys in school who like started a band and they were sort of playing local shows it never like was a thing that went anywhere but they were playing like a bunch of shows and whatever and playing their own kind of music and i was like um i think i might have been like 16 or 17 at the time i can't quite remember but for me um i actually used because i didn't really like know anyone outside of school or whatever i used um do you know that joinmyband.com or whatever no. i don't know if that, if that was a thing so there's a website called joinmyband.com uh, and i looked up stuff in like the local area and um there were a couple of ads or whatever um and like i like replied to some of them some of them didn't get back to me and then one did and then that was like um a that was a thing that never ended up like happening properly like we got like a practice together and tried to write but people other people in the band just weren't asked enough and then um so that sort of stopped after a bit which didn't like last very long um and then 
I moved on to another band that I also like looked for on like join my band who were based in like Preston and I was in that for a bit and we had like regular practices and stuff and one geezer was like writing uh, music um one of the the other guitarists in particular was um a really sick um acoustic guitarist geezer's he's still making like acoustic music now geezer's called jamie brewer mm-hmm. shout out jamie I, I haven't spoken to him in years um but I remember when he'd written stuff and recorded like it was stuff like Andy McKee and all that kind of stuff okay. you know like mad like tapping and like just punching the guitar and hitting it and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, it was really really sick um, so that um, that was a thing for a bit um, but um, time sort of um, I don't know changed and there were like a bunch there was some a bunch of personal stuff going on with other members of it and then that kind of stopped um but that was sort of all in my like teens before i went to uni basically that's where i started out like trying to get into bands or or whatever because i was always trying to like i was i was always like trying to just like write music in general myself like i had no idea what i was doing and i had like um a tiny little combo amp and I just had like a guitar hero mic lent against it um and like I think I, I, I can't remember what I, what I was using I think I was using like a combination of like Audacity and Mixcraft I think it was um and um they and I was using this awful drum sampler thing um but I managed to like make stuff it took forever but I managed to sort of like make stuff I never really put stuff out for like a long time or put any music out until I was actually like at uni in a band Um, but um, it was completely different from like what I guess I do now sort of thing you know so yeah that was like pre-uni that was basically that sort of thing is that what like transformed not transformed like transitioned the like cycle from like playing that kind of music then into like metal so when I like in terms of the kind of music when like uh, when it was in like school and sixth form and stuff it was mainly like um, I wanted to play like heavier stuff but the stuff I was sort of like doing with other people who wanted to do stuff because I was still like open to it it was stuff like um, A Day to Remember and like um <sighs> stuff like just like rock band stuff like um i don't nothing's coming to my head but i guess you could say kind of like um green day stuff but more like i don't know like serious feeling and less mm-hmm. like party sounding yeah, you get me yeah um so like it started out as that and then i got um i'm trying to think what were the first like heavy band I was I listened to I really like I remember distinctly like architects like being a massive thing when I like listened to like when I got into Hollow Crown that was like the the biggest transfer to like super heavy music before that I was listening to like in high school a lot of it was was honestly like a lot of like I guess you could say like emo stuff I listened to like my cam um, I listened to a band called Disromantic Tragedy who were like metalcore, like emo stuff. 
Um, what else did I listen to? I, I also like, even at that age, was listening to a lot of like game soundtrack stuff or like songs from games that I thought were sick. The best. And um, like, namely, I guess, from a couple were like that, you know, the other world tune from uh, Final Fantasy X. It's like. It's like when he, when Tidus fights Jet. It's like, you know, when he becomes like an Aeon and, he, and Tidus fights his dad. Um, like right at the end not right at the end but it's it's very close to the end yeah mate the end of that game was so fucking tough yeah it was difficult as fuck um but that's one tune to name a few Mm. and then um I was also into like just a lot of game soundtracks in general because I played a lot of games what's your favourite game um because I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere what'd you say what was your favourite game um I mean there's a bunch but ones that mainly come to mind it were just like Final Fantasy games mm-hmm. like 7 was a big thing for me 9 was sick 10 was sick um, I play, I've play. i played basically all of them but the 9, 7 and 10 were like big ones for me I thought 8 was cool but it just felt a little bit boring but I still played it anyway because it was cool what's your least favourite one? least favourite Final Fantasy? yeah 13 without a doubt it was fucking dog shit oh, like, was that was that lightning? was lightning yeah it was absolute wank I was so fucking pissed off because they hadn't released a Final Fantasy game in so long and they were like oh wrong, like fucking Playstation 3 Final Fantasy oh man yeah, and I was gen. so gassed I was so excited and it was fucking shite I was it well was pissed it was almost off. like on rails what do you mean like it was a corridor simulator yeah man it was just like you just like just kept going straight forever I mean the graphics were absolutely unreal at the time but like they in my opinion at least changed it up in the worst kind of way possible and it took it took me a while even still like now to like get hooked on any I think the, the after that was fucking years after where I came well not necessarily like years after because I went back to the older ones where like they like remade 4 and 3 yeah but I thought 3 was shit um and when they sort of did the pixel remasters of <coughs> 2 and 1 um and then 6 oh my god how could I forget 6 6 is incredible oh my days 6 was a big one for me as well is that the one with Terror and like Kefka in that and it opens with like the mechs walking mm-hmm. that's the one I got like so I was playing it recently I've only got to the bit where did you buy them off the on the Switch store the Pixel remasters is it did I fuck ah uh, what what internet and that yeah oh that's uh, cool yeah that's cool you know the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean yeah so. man of course um yeah I got to the bit where I think you just go into the desert and there's that fuck off castle yeah Figaro castle yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know where yeah. to go from there so you it, while you're in there um, you've basically got to go into like you go into like the main room where the the king geezer is or whatever and there's like some rooms that you can take to like the left and the right and you basically got to go like down in like one of the rooms and you've got to just like speak to everyone as a particular person that you've got to speak to and then you've got to go back to the middle again sort of where the king's thing is and then some shit kicks off and then it will advance right. further on you've you've basically got to speak to someone in that castle and it wild how like games back then up until I want to say up until like 
PS3. Yeah. Back then it was like you just have to figure it out. Like imagine like playing Pokemon, but you, you had like waypoints. Well, Pokemon was like you just go to a new town, you speak to everyone. You know you've got to go to a gym, but you just speak to everyone in the town, mm, and something I, will happen. I guess so. I mean, when I, re- I actually remember when um, in like primary school, like we got like a computer, and we were all going, "Oh my fucking days, got a computer!" <laughs> and it was like. You know, it was like we just like discovered like water for the first time or something. Yeah. And um, we eventually like got one at home, and um, you know when I found like the internet or whatever, like I was able to like search. There were like these really old like sites, and the, the same sites still exist now. Where like so, like MiniClip and Newgrounds and shit. Nah, it was like GameFAQs.com. dot com. Okay. And so like you could go on there, and people had made like walkthroughs for like the games oh, so if you yeah, get yeah. stuck you could go on there and there'd be like information if you get stuck but without like I guess searching for that kind of stuff um, I feel like depending on the game because they didn't necessarily like make guides too much back then but I think it was probably like 50-50 in terms of like you know if you find out about stuff yourself or like if you don't you know if you know what I mean yeah did you ever collect the like official magazines because like sometimes for instance, I remember when Final Fantasy IX came out. Yeah, yeah. And then the I think it was the week after or the month after this issue had a free like Final Fantasy IX walkthrough. Is like, it? Guide to all the secrets and shit. No way. Yeah. Because I, I have one of the... I actually have a bunch of them. I have like the official walkthrough books that you can buy, mm. but I never... I don't think I had any of like the magazines, but I've got like the official ones that you can buy. I had them for like three... Uh, Seven, eight, nine. I don't think I had one for ten, um, and I had one for twelve. They were just sick to have. I think the only only one I've got is Kingdom Hearts two. I have one for Kingdom Hearts as well. Yeah, and Resident Evil four. Sick. And that's it. I yeah. just liked it because of the pictures. Yeah, I didn't same. really give a fuck about it telling me what to do because I knew what to do. It was just yeah pictures I, for me. Like I also got them for the pictures because like I really like the art for yeah. a lot of the Final Fantasy games and whatever. So like. I would like trace them and draw them and stuff like that or try to but I, I would sometimes like if I completed one or I completed most of it I'd like restart the game so I could like basically like find everything and I'd come across loads of shit that I didn't even know <clears throat> like existed in that um, trying to figure out who does the art for Kingdom Hearts Tetsuya Nomura I think it does is does he draw it as well yeah he did all the stuff for um, for like what was it I don't think it was like he did it from like 7 or 8 onwards he did it for 8 I know that um, but he did it he did all the art for like King fucking hell yeah he's Portugal. sick he's so good oh man. he done it for The World Ends With You yeah that as well um, his style's so like distinct and it's so sick yeah it's so sick He he's like the first like artist in terms of drawing where I was like this guy is god See, I thought he was just a like a writer. Nah, nah. Because he does the story as well, doesn't he? Oh, for... does he? I thought he just. I thought he just drew stuff. No, he just he he. I am so certain he does the story for Kingdom Hearts. That's sick. Kingdom Hearts writer. <coughs> oh. Are you looking him up? Yeah, created by Tetsuya Nomura and Shinji Hashimoto. That's mental, man. Get up, Tetsuya. Just... Yeah, man. He's a fucking done. 
if you tell see if you ever listen to this you're fucking sick and don't let any dick out to Gundam shit uh, okay hit me in terms of like Gundam shit like obviously you collect to me anyway you collect everything you see okay so the thing is with that yeah is like basically for ages like I had always loved that stuff and like I always felt too conscious of like going out and getting and buying that stuff because I liked it because yeah. of basically like what other people would think and it's only been like over the recent like I don't know like two or three years where I've stopped giving a fuck and I'm like I like doing that and or getting that shit and building it and like painting it and stuff because basically the thing that got me back onto it was because I, I came across like Evangelion I was mm-hmm. like oh, raw like this it would be so sick if they were like really good like model kits of them because they just look fucking sick the designs are mental yeah. and they just they just look cool and there was and I bought loads of them um, and then I was basically like I've never watched Gundam or nothing in my life um, and I'm I don't really have any interest towards it really it was like in terms of the anime I guess I just if I see one that I think looks really cool mm-hmm. um, I'll probably get it because then I'll be like if I think the colour scheme is like lame I will like repaint it so like if it's aesthetically pleasing to me I'll buy one just so I can like build it and like do my thing with it basically so it's it's kind of i guess to a degree like um how you are with like your warhammer stuff like i'm nowhere near as good at painting as you are but like i just really enjoy doing it but Mm. i will go through phases of where i don't do it for a bit i've got like fucking something like i'm gonna say like 20 in my spare room at home that are just like stacked up i've got one that i'm working on at the minute and i've finished like one two three five six seven of them i think one of them's an ava so i'm doing an ava every so often because they're special and like when you build them they're basically sort of the same because they're all built the same um but yeah it's mainly like um just for like downtime and chilling out because i always loved like I was obsessed with Lego as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Lego is sick. Lego is sick. Um, and I was really into like Star Wars Lego and whatever. And yeah, I just thought that some of their Gundam ones in particular look cool. Because I basically bought all the Avas that you can get. Um, the sick ones. Although there's one or two new ones that have been released or are releasing soon. And then through that, basically, I got onto following like Bandai on the internet. When they release, were releasing more Gundam related ones and sometimes they release NAF ones I'd be like nah one's shit mm. I want shit and then they'd, they'd release another one I'd be like that looks fucking sick and then I'd be like oh when's that being released and then you know if I've got cash depending I might buy one but I haven't actually bought any more in a little bit because um, I have 20 stacked up in my room and I haven't finished <laughs> many of them so that's um, the thing like with, with Warhammer I think I'm very very similar to you like I'll just buy it because it looks cool. And then if I, if I happen to like that style, I'll buy more in that style. Absolutely, like, yeah. It's all about its aesthetics. And if I think its general like form is like cool, but the, you know, they seem to, with some of them at least, they use like a lot of like bright blues and reds and stuff. And it like looks almost like sort of like kiddie to yeah, me. Like and very I cartoony. Make, yeah, and I want to make them look like Geezer's gonna come smash your teeth out of your face, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it make make him look hard as fuck or whatever. So like my actual goal with a lot of them is 
at some st I want to like build loads of them, make like a couple of different like diorama things, yeah, and just like have them of like as like really cool like pieces of work. But that's like a long time away. I'm just like enjoying building them and painting them at the moment. Dioramas are sick, man. They are really cool, like, especially if you can get like. I don't know what what some people do. I like I I like to use figure stands, but obviously you can see the figure stands. Yeah, yeah. And like, other people use like fishing wire and shit. So yeah, it's like they're in the air, like zone of the end. That's shit. really cool. Yeah, man, that as well. I need to say something quickly about that. What's yeah. mad is like they released they released model kits for Jahuti and Anubis, like mm -hmm. the two main ones. Actually, they did one for another one or two from that series when the game released, and I didn't know that and. Technically, they shouldn't exist anymore, but there's some are still being sold on like eBay. Obvious, obviously, for like stupid money because they're so rare. But yeah, one day I am gonna buy Jahui and Anubis because they they were sick. That was another mech. That was a mech Mechs, game yeah. that was insane for me. I think that was probably like the first mech kind of game I ever played. Same one for me. So I think it was. Uh, I'm trying to look now. I think it was Zone of the Enders one. Yes, I played the first one, but I was so like PS2, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it lasted like two minutes though, and then Zone Near the Enders 2 is the main one, but I haven't really played. I have it on PlayStation 5, but I haven't played through a lot of it. I really need to though. What, can you buy it on the. It's on the store, bro. Come on. Yeah, it's on the store. It's like tenner or something. Maybe it's more. But yeah, I have it on there. I've only got so far though, but so it has been. It definitely still stands up and yeah. it's still aged very well. Obviously, because Geezer from Metal Gear Solid made it, so obviously it's sick. Yeah, man. Did you get um? Did you get? Is it that Armored Core game? Have you got no, it I haven't. That's another game I really want to get. I need to borrow Final Fantasy sixteen off you. So take if it. That's calm. Just and take then it. Armored Core six was like I remember when I came across that because like you could um, you can like kit out your mech however you want if you want it to have fucking like beam swords or like be like a sniper geezer or whatever or be like a heavy tank geezer and just mash people up and then. They made like an online, which was like quite competitive. I never ended up playing it because I came across it too, um, too late, I think. Um, but I really do want to get that game. But I also have a bunch that I haven't finished. There's quite a bunch of games I want to get at the minute. Like Blasphemous 2 is one. Um, play the new Final Fantasy, Armored Core. Um, there's been a bunch of like Souls-like games that came out recently, but I don't really know if any really interests me all that much I played Elden Ring and I was like this is fucking insane um, can any game get better than Elden Ring though because like, um, I feel like everyone loves Elden Ring purely because it's so accessible to everyone and it's got that open world -ness to it you know I mean it just depends on what you're into because like there's an aspect of Elden Ring and like Dark Souls games I think people would kind of hate which I really didn't like at first where I just felt like I was some fucking dickhead walking around and I didn't know what the fuck was going on and every mm. so often some guy would be like you have come <laughs> or something and, and then he'd start fighting me and I'd be like geezer I've just like walked in I haven't yeah. done anything wrong and then if you like go and read item descriptions and whatever like <clears throat> you'll find stuff out but that I don't really click with although it's better in Elden Ring a bit where it's a little less like that but the um, I played like a bunch of the souls like games and barely gotten past the first level but Elden Ring's the first one I was able to complete because it was actually no I'll tell a lie um, Sekiro was the first one that was amazing um, but I cheesed so much of it because it's solid um, 
that I played and like completed. But um, I guess it just depends on what kind of games people are into, man. Like that game is very dark and serious and gritty and relatively like unforgiving, you know. Versus like let's say like the new Legend of Zelda yeah. or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it's it still depends. fucking hard though. That fucking game. What the new one? Yeah, I haven't played it. It's just I don't I don't like the aspect of like your weapons breaking. I you, think like you just carry a bit of different ones in it, and then yeah. if they're about to break, you yeet them so hard at the geezers, and they go meow. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you get the master sword right, and you can use it for like I don't know twenty, forty, fifty swings. Right, and then it's like the master sword is tired. He needs a nap, and it's like <laughs> you have to wait like ten minutes, ten real life human minutes, for it to recharge. So then you can use it again. That is long. But, like, why would you not just have it all the time? I guess so. I mean, I kind of like it if it because like if you think about, I think about it like this sort of thing. It's like in Spider Man where you have like access to loads of different suits. Like the one of the newest Spider Man games, and I think a lot of them for me were just mm. super whatever, apart from like one or two. Where I don't know, I kind of like the fact that you can like sort of craft weapons and whatever. Like I don't know, it made it more like survival. Yeah, I think know? that's what they went for. All so, right. Clearly I, is. I like that. The only thing I didn't like about the new one, I, I have got it, but I haven't played it yet. Because um, the thing that gets me is like, it's just on the same map and now there's basically a sky map above it and it just feels like they got lazy. That's what I thought <coughs> when I played it. Um, it was kind of more of the same. And I think that's why I was... like I played it, I completed it, I, I enjoyed it. Like I was obsessed with it until I finished it. But there was nothing like... You know, drawing me back into it, like there was no selling point for me. Yeah, it was like because I I didn't love Breath of the Wild. I was just it's a new Zelda game, so I'm going to play it. Fair. Um, and when Tears of the Kingdom come out, I was just like it's the same game, new skin. Yeah, some new shit, but it's like I'm exploring something that I've already explored. Absolutely. A lot. Yeah, and that's although you've mean. added like new shit into it, it's yeah, it was weird. So then, obviously, when Baldur's Gate came out, I was like fuck it I'll try this game because I've got nothing else to play and then you realise what a game should be yeah absolutely like, it's insane like it's rare that you all like in my opinion like come across games that like made me feel how I felt when I played like PS2 games because the golden age was up to PS2 and like I thought PS3 was whack PlayStation 4 was alright I feel like it's gotten better with PlayStation 5 yeah um, but PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 like that era it's definitely not nostalgia no it's just people put more effort into games and people weren't releasing games and needing to patch them and stuff do you know, or, it was do like you know what, what I mean what you see was what you got yeah that that's my thing man like PS1 like PS1 PS2 uh, Nintendo 64 GameCube Nintendo 64 was unreal yeah and GameCube as well first Xbox first Xbox I never had it but I, I appreciate what it did for yeah, same. gaming because they obviously in- integrated that like live service thing where you can play online like for instance when Halo came out yeah it was like you're playing online with a completely different person I didn't even know you could do that with just like the Xbox yeah that's where Xbox Live come from that's mental man like I didn't even I like only after having like a PS4 for a while realised that back in the day you could also go online with PS2 games I had no idea at all yeah I remember I think I bought Star Wars Battlefront 2 and on the on the thing it said like online ready or something mm. and I was like how the fuck do you go online like how does that work yeah it, was it had to like have a, a LAN cable a in it LAN cable something else and then 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had it with they had online with um, Metal Gear Solid Three, and they yeah. did it. Oh, what else did they do it with? What was it? Just yeah, it was like not necessarily with Three, but they had like an online thing of it, and there was also <clears throat> an online thing for um, Peace Walker as well. I think it was like another one of the PSP Metal Gear Solid games. One game in particular I used to play online a lot, and I still. I have the the newest Monster Hunter, but Monster Hunter is like a fucking sick game for me. Yeah, you love that shit. It's so sick, and I played it a bunch online on PSP. Um, and I've got I have Rise on my Switch, but mm. I also have got it for um, PlayStation re- recently. Like they like Capcom. All they need to do, yeah, is like make the newest monster on their cross platform and they will never have to worry about earning a dime for the rest of their days because everyone will just fucking play it was play with that was Mon- blah, blah, blah. was monster hunter world was that <coughs> cross platform as well Nah, but that was the first one that made defo made it like more accessible because mm. the the all the others a lot of how you play that game with the, all the ones before that was super janky and slow and whatever which turned a lot of people off but world made it so much better and i was like this is how they should have like made <coughs> monster hunter games back in the day but yeah. obviously you know you learn stuff with time or whatever so yeah i think i was put off with um like i got i don't know what it was called i think it might have just been called monster hunter on psp yeah. But I remember getting that when I got the... Remember when PSP brought out the, like, second generation? It was, like, the PSP, like, 1000. Yeah, and It was, yeah. like, a slimmer one, and it, it came in, like, silver or some shit. Mm-hmm. I bought that, and I got Monster Hunter with it as, like, my... Sick. Oh, wait, shit, no, I got the Monster Hunter console. Did so you? So it came in, like, a bundle. Oh, that's sick. Um, and I played it, and I was like, why is the combat so slow? Yeah, like, I was so I was so to used like to, like, other games. Yeah, yeah, It's really weird to master, like... Because you've got to take advantage of, like... Because I played, like, Greatsword a lot. Yeah. Because, like, I just couldn't do enough damage with smaller weapons. Because, obviously, you could just pick it up and let it fall on monsters. Yeah. And they'd get absolutely smashed up. And then, like... So, like, it was a lot of, like, me, like, running around, hitting them, putting my sword away. And, like, if I stunned them, like, maybe use it one more time and yeah, put yeah. it away and, like, roll around a bit more. Like, there, there was a really weird learning curve with that game. But it got exponentially like easier in world for sure and it became like a little bit more fluid but not that it just made a lot of things simpler and easier yeah. basically I, yeah. I loved world it was it's amazing I think I might have to start playing Rise again Rise is sick I, I really just, enjoyed it I think that Rise is a bit of a it's more of a dumbed down version of world I think world is better but obviously they released it on Switch so it couldn't be as mad mm. but um, I still do really like rise and i haven't played sunbreak yet um so like because they're also i think they're releasing a new one next year um it's a sequel isn't it to rise or mm, i don't know what it is i'm sure it's like another one like world that's going to be like um what's the world like a, a pilot one not a pilot one like um flagship one if you get yeah, yeah like a main like a uh, main, main title um which will be sick because I really liked how world like actually felt like you were in uh, like a proper forest and stuff was going on whereas to me Rise just feels like everything's just cardboard but it's still good fun Rise the thing that I like about it is it feels like <coughs> I don't know what it, it feels kind of like Destiny to me in the sense that you're really? like 
yeah it's that style of game where like you have a social hub and then you decide to go out on missions so like you're like oh go and kill this oh, monster I get you. go out get the thing get the loot yeah. build the armour repeat that kind of makes but sense but for me Monster Hunter doesn't feel like a grind whereas Destiny does feel like a grind yeah I mean I guess with like with Monster Hunter it can be like difficult if um, there's a particular monster that's giving you ag or if you're like if you don't necessarily have a full team but it's always so satisfying when you can bring down like a monster so quick because obviously like if you mess up mm. once like they'll you know yeet you into oblivion and then you'll have to like make sure you don't get hit drink a potion and then like crack on because obviously you can still have armor or whatever but if you still get hit it will fuck you up yeah do you know what i mean but i really 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 enjoyed those games growing up they're sick and still do sorry george just texted me it's calm man don't take your time how do you mute Fuck you off, bastard. I hate that. Yeah. Like, when my phone, like, I don't know how to... Whoa! Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> when, like, your phone is, like, connected to your computer and someone calls you and you're in the midst of doing something, it's like, geezer, I've got a phone for a reason. I don't want to answer on my computer. Hello. Check, check, check. <coughs> All right, that works. I just dropped this thing. No, in, in, in the terms of, like... Uh, I don't know. We talk seriously, don't we? Like o- over this. Yeah. But in person, we're just horrible. absolute pieces of shit, to <laughs> yeah. you, aren't we? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I get what you're saying. Like, where we're just talking about, like, I mean, we do have conversations like this. No, we do. We do, but like, I, like, we've never had like, not that this is like, I guess necessarily like planned or whatever. But I yeah. do get what you're saying. That's sick. That curvy thing is sick. I didn't know you had that. That's proper cool, mate. It's a fucking. Uh, What's the word? Kirby's a done. No, not Kirby's a done. <laughs> no, it, it is Kirby. No, I know it's Kirby, you mug. Yeah. It's fucking... It goes on a, a cable. Oh, to stop it from breaking? No, just to make your cables look cool. Oh. Interesting. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm fucking <coughs> Kirby and I'm doing this. Oh, what? So you just put it on the cable? Yeah. Cool. It is sick. <coughs> I guess. It's a little fucking cannon. <coughs> Kirby's just sick, man. He's basically um, Nintendo's version of... Oh, no, wait. He fucking Ditto is part of Nintendo's technically, kind of. But he's basically yeah. Nintendo's Ditto, isn't he? From Pokemon. Yeah, he's just fat and pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or purple or whatever. That is not purple. No, 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 no. Ditto is purple, fam. You're a dickhead. I meant Ditto is purple. Ditto is pink. Nah, right. Okay, go on Google Images, type in Ditto Pokemon, and there'll be pink versions of him and purple versions of him. Trust I promise you. I do. I'm gonna do it right now. I mean, I can see what you mean. No, there is no see what you mean, brother. Ditto, Pokemon. Come on, he was fucking. Ah, oh, sick. No internet. Fuck you. Uh, I don't know what. See, you're like, he looks here. pink here, right? All right, so that's like purple. And he looks pink. purple here. Nah, the other one is kind of purple as well. But there are some of them there. That is purple to me. All right, safe. Purple. You yeah. get me? Yeah, yeah. So that other one up there was pink. That one there, you see that one where he's like having a little dance. That is fucking pink. Yeah. And then he's purple, but majority. It's like a purple. lilac, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Which is a form of purple. <laughs> in it, or is it closer? Wow, we all never know, guys. Ah! Go on. Um, <coughs> let's chat more about music. Go. Um, more in the sense of like, I've asked I've asked people before. Yeah. But you know how I am. Like I I'm very self-critical when I don't. Um, always feel like I'm doing the best that I can do you ever get this the same kind of thing like 
I don't know if it, if it goes in terms of like tracking guitar, but for me, like whenever I go into the studio and record vocals, I'm always like, at the time I'm like sick. And then I come home and I'm like, no, nah, that's shit. Um, dude, like it's kind of, I, I completely like get you. For me, like it's sickening. And it honestly, like to some degree, it makes me fucking like ill in the proverbial sense where like I'm so fucking anal even when it comes to like writing I'm just like oh my god this is boring yeah. I've heard it before um, or whatever to like my ears um, and yeah I'm so incredibly self-critical with everything especially like down to every single thing if it's playing um, you know writing um, mixing like you know, if it's if it's creatively, I will be an absolute fucking bastard to yeah. myself. But I feel like that there's a degree of it that's like good for you because I feel like any half decent musician has that in them. You know, it's just I guess the want to kind of try and do better. But with music, <clears throat> it's always a thing where you could I don't know. For example, like with guitar, you could be like, oh, I want to write like a simple riff or whatever. And it just be like cool and simple, but like you can't make yourself do it or whatever, and it just feels like lame and or generic or whatever. And then someone else will just fart one out, and you'll go, "Oh my days, that's f- the sickest thing I've ever heard." Yeah. And it's like a difference between like you know because it's not come from your brain, it makes you think. Oh, that it can make you think depending on what it is that. Oh, you know that's really cool and. Uh, different or, or whatever but it's defo a form of like um you know i guess sort of bullying yourself but not but it's bad it has like good things and bad things about it but yes mm. i am a very self-critical person a lot of the time i get it like i don't know if you're the same if i hear my own band stuff yeah. i'm like yeah that's cool but then like so right if I listen to our album and then I go back and I listen to for instance Hollow Crown yes I'm like not to say that our album is bad because it isn't bad yeah I'm speaking of this the wrong way I just feel like other people's music like sounds way more like a band I don't know if it's like everyone that's in a band thinks of that themselves like Um, if I listen to my album and I listen to someone else's I'm like well their album's clearly like I don't fucking know how to explain it. Like, not written better, it just sounds like a band. Like, as in, like, you do you mean more so in, like, something sounding like a record, if you get me? Yeah, like or, like, maybe it's because, you know, when you write a record, you, you go from rough to demo to pre-pro to all of this, so you've heard it so many times that by the time it's out, you're like, I'm sick of this. Yeah, for and sure. And you're like, oh, well, this other thing's way better anyway, so it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like everyone will kind of feel like that to a degree with their own music. I think that it's like it's really dependent on what it is to me because you can have something, yeah, that's like recorded really, really shit or not fantastic. Yeah. And it can still be like a vibe and like, you know, a place in time and it has something to it. I think that, um, I think it, it it mainly just depends as well on like you know perhaps like an engineer or whatever with like mixing and stuff because there are definitely differences between like working with someone 
who's just next on another level and does it and it sounds like a record mm. and you can work with a producer who still makes it sound sick and you're all still really happy with it but might not have that necessarily like necessary feeling that you would necessarily like get but it's that's also to do with a self-critical thing yeah with, like your own music as well yeah it's not even down to the mix i don't think it's like i think it's probably like you know when you when you release a piece of music and you're really proud of it it's a good thing yeah but i sometimes get to get to the point where i'm like mine's good but theirs is better that's just uh, that's literally like <clears throat> so for example I am a huge fucking fan like in regards to like heavy music of like obviously like I love like Humanity's Last Breath like Viljata, um all their sort of realm of stuff and then you know I love stuff like um, I'm just going back to like my roots on what mm. like with like the super heavy stuff like like Holocron was a big thing like a lot of sworn in villains dark complex um and like it's weird like if i try and write stuff like that specifically i'll feel like i'm ripping them off too much Mm -hmm. and i'll like try and work in something that makes it i guess a little bit different but then i'll be like oh because i've like done that i'll be like oh it doesn't get across that thing that i really like about their music because i prang too much that if i do do it too close to it it'll be like a bit of a a rip-off thing i yeah. think it, it's just the thing it's literally just the thing of it because it's like someone else has just been able to do something that's super up your street and i i feel like to a degree if you get too like if you get off on your own music too much to the point of where you're like oh my god this is the best thing and it's better than everything else that exists i think that there's a problem because I feel like with every artist there should be and would and it's even for like music that you like the artists that write that music will have the same things because everybody in, in that same sense in my opinion at least would do the same thing yeah, so I feel like it's a thing that everybody everyone's influenced isn't it yeah from, from something else every I feel like everyone to a degree must run into that problem somehow like absolutely every mus- musician ever you know yeah depending on you know what level they're at or who they're working with or whatever kind of thing so i think it just depends man and it yeah. can be a thing that can also change over time it's like a self-conscious thing self-critical thing in it yes one million percent um how did you how did you cope touring because i know your, your mental health is different <coughs> to, to mine so like you know how i dislike going out <laughs> like what do you mean i don't enjoy going out what is in like in like leaving the house it's, it's not a, a thing that I ever have liked doing what about yeah but what about when we do stuff like go eat or like go for been planning or whatever it takes a lot I get yeah for me to to, to come out I get yeah like, I, I have to be in like I have to like force myself into the right mood and the thing is like Pete knows like once I'm out I'm good yeah okay, it's yeah. the idea of leaving so like for me the idea of going on tour is like Oh my god, this is even with touring. Long, yeah. Really? Just because you're getting out? Just because because it's, it's like the thing of getting out of the house. Yeah, and like I'm <coughs> away from this place, and like I'm surrounded by good people, which is good. But it's like I don't know. It's an anxiety thing about like, oh, what if something goes wrong? What if I'm not, you know, close enough to home? If something goes wrong here, 
or if something goes wrong with me and I'm on the road okay, and I yeah. can't go anywhere like I don't know it's like if, oh, if I get sick or if I break something or something goes drastically wrong that I need to go to the hospital and we're so far away from a hospital do you feel like well as I say this feel free to edit this out because yeah. I don't know if this is going to be like a cancellable thing because I don't want to be like be it a thing on, on the I think is because I don't think you are yeah. but do you feel like you have like like hypochondria kind of worries yeah. if you get me yeah right okay fair. but the what? funny thing is I, I haven't I only started getting that kind of shit when lockdown happened well I mean that kind of makes sense because I think that <clears throat> you know I can say this generic thing where obviously lockdown was just a madness for the country so yeah. like I feel like it affected loads of people in different ways um, because it was just a period in time that was a madness so like stuff like that can happen yeah and you know there are ways to like um get out of it and like i guess wean yourself out of it but i guess i guess it just depends you know yeah it's i don't know man it's i used to very much be like fuck everything like i do not care yeah yeah, yeah. i'm going out i'm doing this shit like if i die tomorrow i die tomorrow whatever i'm also like that now like right I like I don't know for me <clears throat> like obviously like you know like I come to London and stay with mates a bunch to like get away from home because like at home like I live in the middle of nowhere a lot of my mates are down in London and up in Newcastle and it's just like it I go a bit insane because the only thing I'll really be doing is like doing work or like writing and like I have no interest in like leaving the house really because there's yeah. nowhere cool to go really in the northwest to me at least and there's just not really many mates to hang out with because, well because I don't really like have too many in that area or um, a bunch of like working a lot like to the point of where I won't see him for like months um, so I guess like for me getting out is good and being at home too much is bad for me because if I had it my way bro like I'd be touring 365 days of the year I yeah. love that whole <clears throat> lifestyle because it makes me feel like Peter Pan yeah. makes me feel it's the only thing that like feels like made me feel like how Christmas did so like you know for for me with touring like you know I like touring like you know just being able to play shows to people seeing people like dig the music if like you know they do um and it's yeah it's just a really cool like i don't know it's almost reminds like i said it's like peter pan lost boys kind mm. of vibe for me where like yeah where it just sort of like feels <coughs> like that and i guess but there there were like anxiety stuff like earlier on where I'd mainly stay at venues to like make sure things were all good setup wise because we had a lot of equipment and never really had a lot of time to see places earlier on um, and um, yeah I mean I don't really know um, how I coped like in terms of bad ways with touring because like mm. like unfortunately the environment itself that I was in throughout I was under like a lot of pressure being 
responsible for like a lot of the tech side um, and early on some time to eh, some timekeeping to a degree but like that intensified um, <clears throat> my anxiety and made touring hard yeah. for, for sure to um, a degree so there were you know it was a thing of where there were massive ups and massive downs at least in my experience but that was sort of because of the environment i was in i guess yeah there's one thing i have learned from you though like <coughs> it's the way that you leave a green room afterwards yeah like i was always i always thought i was like tidy mm-hmm. but when you leave a green room you're like we're tidying the fucking place up well, yeah, because we can't yeah. leave it a shithole. No, that's what I mean. Johnny. But now I've taken that on <clears throat> on board, and now, like, whenever we do idiot checks and shit like that, I'll just go up and be like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, of Throw course. everything away, like, make sure it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's just like that little extra thing that, you know, a promoter or, like, staff don't have to bother with. And I would like to think, you know, they would just be like, oh, you know, it's, it's like, don't expect anything from people for it but it's just like a way of being nice and not being selfish and it's just like thinking of other people which I think is incredibly important in you know um, like a touring environment even for like staff in the venue because at the end of the day you're getting to do like something really cool and if you can help everybody in that sense then it just makes everything better you know yeah and then almost like i think like you said like to us not in this podcast but like when we were on tour it's like they remember shit like that like they remember the bands that like tidy up and shit and like look after the venue and don't like like fucking egotistical cunts yeah acting like they're the biggest band in the world when you're playing you know to 50 people a night absolutely it's just like you know it's in just important to like just be nice like you know <clears throat> i feel like touring is super subjective depending on who you're with and the most important thing in my opinion is that you need to have good relationships with people like you know you tour with um but like nowadays to me it feels like people seem to treat it less like that and yeah i think it's such an important core thing to have like genuine genuine like love like care and compassion for each other as friends because if not it can end up being like just a nasty toxic environment and like for me it's always been the most important thing and it will continue to be the most important thing Mm. you know being in a band moving forward remembering that before all the bullshit we're fucking mates yeah and that's what matters most to me at least you know that's why i think you fit in well with the gn lot but i appreciate it man like they're all cunts you well yeah we're all just (laughs) dickheads really but it's yeah it was um really refreshing being around like you guys in a touring environment where there was well no stress the vibes were just unreal a lot of the time and like yeah everyone like looks after each other and there's you know genuine good vibes and like care for each other and yeah it it was like um 
alien to to a degree for me but i was just like this is so fucking sick just yeah. being like because like i don't know i feel like um <clears throat> like i don't know i feel like that the majority of people can suck a lot of the time but um it's just nice when you come across people who have like the same morals as you and mm. want the same things in the same ways and it's really really important to like hold on to those people and in a sense of you know not just because they're fucking cool or or whatever because fuck all that shit um just because everyone's like legit and cool and and what's mad as well is like in terms of like meeting a band like i get on with everyone in like a way that's like for like you know for example we have honoring reasons why we get on Mm -hmm. and we super get on and same we like pete char jack and matt like and it's just it all just works and it's just a good vibe do you know what i mean like it's just the the thing that i like is obviously you're friends with all of us but you're friends with all of us for different reasons absolutely like every conversation you have with every member of gn is completely different yeah yeah yeah. i guess it's because like i don't know like were you we talk about a lot of like i guess like anime and game stuff Mm -hmm. and i guess like music stuff and then um i don't know i guess with matt it's sort of similar stuff and music shit and i guess like well we like i guess you know mental health things a thing that we all sort of like bond on as well mm-hmm. um like same sort of thing with matt and char and like with Pete, obviously like because he's sort of like your one of your driving forces i guess like you know me and him will talk loads about writing and music and loads of stuff and obviously you know we'll all fucking meme out together yeah and we're like same same thing with jack um but another thing with jack as well is like i just find his whole like like it's such a weird niche thing but i find his job so like just interesting to hear about like just i know it sounds kind of mad but like well basically jack removes for anyone that's listening jack removes lifts because he's a nutter um and it's just crazy thinking about how you get a massive piece of like you know metal that takes people up and down the stairs or whatever yeah. like in and out yeah, of the building right. it's just mad to me i just think it's it's interesting i just thought it was interesting but obviously there's also music we all bond on the music thing but everyone at their core is just a legend and yeah we just get on don't we yeah the stars align in that sense i feel like yeah man I, it, it's got to the point now where it even feels weird when you're not there <laughs> like <laughs> well that's that's very kind bro i i love being out with you guys yeah like it's fucking unreal it just feels empty time. do you think so yeah like if if joe's not there and you're not there it's like why is there only five of us in the van like there's meant to be more people <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i appreciate that man it's just like i don't know it's just it's we're all there for the same thing like you know i want to be there in that sense we use because you're my boys and like help use because the music's great and you know we all want the we all do want the same thing out of it in life it's just like you know it's also fun to help provide like i don't know to a degree like a supporting role but i just what i want to do it because like i care about yous and yous are my mates do you know what i mean yeah and that's that's the main thing. Like I think I said. the most wild thing is, is like, <clears throat> after I play a show, obviously I care what the crowd thinks, but I'll go straight to you and be like, how was that? You're like, yeah, man, it was good. 
or like you'll genuinely be like that's the best show you've ever fucking played yeah of course I'll like, tell you straight I yeah, won't you lie to you, you. Won't if it you was like, wank I would fucking tell you if yeah. it was wank or not and yeah. I would expect the same yeah. you know if, if and when um, well should I say when you know I get back into it and whatever you know what's um, what's going on with new music so um, <clears throat> basically yeah um, I will say stuff to a degree on it yeah, yeah I yeah. don't want to be like put it, like putting in everything out before it's like out there like verbally but mm-hmm. um, I'm working on two new projects one of which I am going to be like front in as a vocalist um, which is going to be a band but it's absolutely not going to be a band at the same time but it's it's in this constant cycle of where it is and it isn't but it is and it isn't mm-hmm. and um, that's basically going to be my main thing moving forward I'm getting closer to finishing the writing with that there's not really many songs um, left in terms of like instrumentation so like the pre-pro process is basically almost over um, and then I'm doing another band that I'm playing guitar in um, with a bunch of guys from America and I'm working with um, some so I'll, I'll reveal this stuff because I think that this stuff is is cool and it in you know in a sense is a big thing for me so like well <clears throat> one of the members moving forward is um was the vocalist of a band called Barrier. So um, Colin Sharkey, the original vocalist for Barrier, they weren't like a, a massive band in uh, America, but they were part of the whole like Chicago sort of like metallic hardcore scene where, where like Swarning existed, Dark Complex, Villains, um, like Still Bloom um, and Barrier and that sort of like just sort of angry pissed off like sort of hardcore metalcore kind of thing and i remember when i came across barrier like colin was like like s class level vocalist for me like he sounded so pissed off and upset and it really resonated with me and i was i was like barrier are my favorite band um riffs was sick and like he was just sick um but like he reached out to me which was um mad so like we're um working on something together and we've also got two other members from um a band called x well they were in uh unity tx um with uh oh god i can't even talk um miguel um who used to play drums for them and alberto um who used to play bass for unity so we're working on um some stuff which will be cool for like my main thing i'm still struggling on sorting out members but i'm not um making it too much i guess of a priority at the moment because i still need to finish writing and just finish like bare other stuff but that thing in itself i'm incredibly excited for and i've got a lot of what i feel are like cool ideas um around it and um musically it's going to be like everything that i want and anything that i want as well as you know stuff that people might know me for in the past or whatever like it's always gonna be heavy but it's it's always gonna have a lot of everything and anything else that I like because you know why not and I know it'll in theory some of it couldn't work but I want to like I won't not let it work for me if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah. Um, so it has yeah, to work I'm, I'm slowly like working on 
um, well, I say slowly, just because, you know, like life gets in the way, work gets in the way. Um, writing isn't always like a linear process, but when the writing's done, that will be the hard part out of the way for me at least. But um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I just need to like, just keep cracking on with stuff basically. And hopefully when the time comes, people will be, people will like it and I can be back out doing the thing that I feel like I was you know meant to always be doing yeah so yeah big things hopefully yeah hopefully man you've been working on both sides of shit for so long yeah I mean um when um you know like parting ways with X band or whatever Mm. um it I started working on it like basically immediately um because like it's just the lifestyle like with tour and when i say lifestyle it's not the thing with like you know the whole generate thing that people say like back in the day with drugs and alcohol it's like it's just for that 30 minutes you know a night or an hour depending on what the show is and it just an ex like an expression of like art and like you know it being about the art and it just being a way to like it sounds lame and cliche but just a way to like express oneself in mm. like a way that you know that you um want to i guess with like like-minded people because the thing with the guys in america is going to be more of a collaborative thing um whereas like my main thing is going to be like i'm mostly going to be making a lot of the decision making if you, if that makes sense yeah because um, it's your got, project yeah because I guess I've got like a whole well sort of like big vision for it kind of thing but um, yeah um, I am excited about it but I do get also like in my head about it and being, being like oh is this going to work or not or does this suck or whatever like you know like I guess any musician does if they're somewhat to a degree self-critical of themselves on like a big level or like a small level you know yeah I feel like everyone is yeah I feel like yeah. any musician that wants to better themselves has that it's just like the curse of being like a musician or like a creative person like yeah. that I feel like is something that people can be cursed with in that sense so like it's just like to a degree it's like a weird price you've got to pay yeah you know? man I had this thing the other day on TikTok that was like I can't remember the dude's name who fucking said it, but it was like the curse of creativity is bad mental health. Yes. Because it's like you, it's almost like a deal that you make. Like you are gifted with this ability to be able to create, but then you're also cursed with the fact that you are constantly in that frame of mind where, you know, it's like a light switch, man. It can, it can come on at any time. Yeah. I definitely kind of feel stuck that. stuck in that, like, what if period and, like, you know, it. it's a good thing for people that write music and especially people that write lyrics because you're literally writing about what you have experienced yourself. But yeah. I, in I the agree. whole fucking thing, it's wild, isn't it? Like For sure. And I think that, like, you know, <clears throat> in, like, music and whatever, like, people should just be able to, you know, especially if it's with lyrics, like, express themselves how they want and i think it's it's shitty and sucky when like because i've like experienced people being like this where you know a band um 
say for example like sworn in like tyler talks a lot about like you know dealing with you know um suicidal like ideations mm-hmm. and you know stuff feeling dark and it's sucking and like i've experienced people like you know being like oh my god that's so lame how he's saying this and you know how he's like expressing myself uh, expressing myself how he's like expressing himself and i think that that's disgusting that like people will um you know sort of like take a shit on that when someone's putting their heart and soul into something yeah. expressing stuff like the way they want to in a particular way with you know their vocabulary on whether it is going to be super blunt or whether it's going to be like super metaphorical like people I, obviously people are going to like and dislike stuff about music but to like be like oh this is really lame when a geezer's talking about struggling with mental health I think is disgusting even if yeah. like you don't like the music do you know what I mean yeah, I would at least give it that kind of respect if I didn't like it but I yeah think that's someone's being out there and honest with how they're feeling it's fucking internet man yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's these these people that are just purely like it is just the internet man unfortunately like people have got like like to base their opinions on well just what they decide to feel that day and then think it's like factual you know based yeah. on fuck all basically yeah. you know fuck them <clears throat> like as long as no one's like hurting each other no matter what kind of music they're making if they enjoy it like people shouldn't like dog on that yeah. obviously it's sound if you just like don't like the music but like I've never ever been the kind of person to like go on the internet and express my opinion so like um, publicly to be like well I think this X band is shit because of this reason and I think that this celebrity is a dickhead for doing this but I think this one's cool for doing this like for in my head like that doesn't do me any favours no. and I feel like it doesn't do anybody any any favours because people are going to think either agree with you or disagree with you and if you just don't do that unless you're expressing stuff in a good way then you just shouldn't do it but like people just seem to have like um, a complex where like they do that and it's just grim you know yeah. like it's, but, well it's ever since like more so, I guess, like, the internet existed. It's probably always been a thing, but, like, yeah, there's just not really any mass need for it. Do you know what I mean? No. Just be nice, and then, you know, other people will hopefully be nice to you, and if they're not nice, then fuck them and... Kill them. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, just, like, carry on train, trying to be, like, bigger and better person sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um... I want to go a bit more into your <coughs> mental health. Sure. Like, how, did it affect you much when you were away? Like, I know it did, but like, in the sense of like, I think we've touched on it earlier on this. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like, how how is your mental health currently compared to like how it was when you were touring? Um, I would probably say... Um in the grand scheme of things, probably not all that fantastic. Is like I'm all right, like yeah. you know, like you know, good days and bad days sort of thing. But like as an overall thing, it's um, I would say it's definitely like um, a lot worse. Like you know, I had when like I was 
in my ex-band I had like a massively naive view um, where I felt like I had so many like genuine real close friends but like after parting ways like I sort of had the <clears throat> rug pulled from under me a bit and mm. the same people were like nowhere to sort of be found afterwards because um, you know it was it was a hard pill to swallow as like with me parting ways with them wasn't a happy decision or a decision like I wanted and the support I thought I'd have from other people that I did have just wasn't there like you know I struggled to like make friends growing up as a kid and was bullied a lot and you know for liking different kinds of like like for example like heavy music and liking like anime and like not liking football and that whole generic yeah. you know thing um and um it's sorry i've lost my train of thoughts so you probably have to edit this a little bit um so like you know <clears throat> it's um mates are like really important um to me so like it it sort of really um gave me i don't think like wake up calls the the right word but like i definitely view people and like things in that sense um like very um differently like it's it's hard for me to talk about in a sense because like i want to be incredibly real on everything but it's difficult to speak freely without feeling like i need to sugarcoat it to stop people speculating further in yeah, rash ways yeah, or yeah. me being chast like chastised for like what i say like it's um yeah it's just like the whole um people using situations like that as like a topic for gossip and it's it's like weirdly like dehumanizing the way people look at bands or like band members mental health and debate about it and make assumptions based on what they've seen online or like if they've met them at a show for a few minutes or something like like they're all like real people and have the same problems as everyone else and um i feel like what people just see on the surface from meeting a band member or something at once at like a show um and loving their music can be like super different from um the actual like truth of things but yeah with it all like um you know it's just a thing where you know just sort of like had to crack on and um it's i just want to be like back out doing doing it again because it's the thing i'm supposed to do and it, it feels like that i'm like missing proverbial limbs like it's so it's literally like it's an incredibly big part of me like doing music and like being out there doing shows and like expressing myself creatively and all that shit yeah like it, it just like is me or like embodies all of me and it's just like so important to me so like i proper i'm just like slowly chipping away at the old block to eventually get back to that yeah. point you know what i mean and when i am that will i think that that itself will also like help me out with shit i'm dealing with in that sense yeah you know? dude i think when you're back performing it's gonna be like a you know the lights just been turned on what do you mean like because obviously you come and do guest spots with us like every every now and then for a show but i think when you get to the point where you're playing your own shows and you're doing your own tours i think your mental health is going to be like drastically different yeah because you're doing something that you love that you've been working on 
you know, I know you've been you've been working on, you know, making music for the best part of nearly two years now. Yeah, like, it's been a fucking long slog, mainly because like, you know, there's periods of writing where like, it's like you said, like I definitely agree, agree, sorry, with like the whole being able to write and write like well for yourself is defo a mental health thing yeah. like for ages yeah, yeah. I was always like oh you know fucking inspiration it never comes to me blah blah yeah. but like after like you know I'm defo like in a a better place and a healthier place like especially when it comes to writing because I can I'm, I used to be lucky if like I would write a song like if I wrote like a song uh, a year or like two a year like you know a few years ago and like now it's like I I wake up every day and I'm like I want to write music like even if I don't write anything I've mm. tried stuff it's it's calm like but if I'm feeling like particularly like good or or something or whatever like that's can usually play like a massive thing into me like maybe getting something down that I think is cool because I'm yeah. not being as cruel to myself yeah because my mental yeah. health isn't you know having like a fucking super down day that day or whatever it's it's a really weird weird like battle with oneself in that respect yeah. you know mine's like almost the opposite i can't write unless i'm in that mood like, I get so if that. i if i feel like depressed and anxiety ridden and like just down on my luck kind of thing yeah that's when i'll write because it's the only time i'm actually being honest with myself like if i if i Today, like for instance if today I was to sit down and try and write a song it just wouldn't feel real because it's yeah. like, I'm good today I like, get you for sure I think that like with that you can I think it, again I think that everyone's process is different like yeah. for me in that sense be it writing lyrics or like music like if I'm in a healthy place but <clears throat> I know what kind of mood or vibe I want to express it can help with that because i think it's sort of like a, a healthy combination of yeah. the two because like i have been in positions where like i've tried writing a song when i felt awful and it's it's come out well but there's always i guess some sort of um expression of that in in terms of like it lurking around you like it's always kind of there whether mm. it's like very prominent or not that enables you to like or oneself to like express and write the kind of music that you want because it just like resonates with you in such a way like i've always liked writing dark music i guess because it's just a thing that's always resonated with me because it's it got me through like a lot of really difficult shit growing up and yeah. you know for example if i was to listen to it's different for everyone like people can go through dark shit and listen to like really happy music that helps them out but um yeah it's it's i think just everybody else's process is different and if it works for them then sick and i think that nobody should ever have any control over that unless it's the person who's trying to write the music or who has like solid well not even necessarily solid ideas but ideas themselves so that you know they're being put down on proverbial paper if you get me yeah because i feel like if there's control uh, or well when I say control like it's more so like um, watching them with like a microscope sort of thing where it's like you know every 
literal like move that you make with like your finger or breath sort of thing there's a difference between that and obviously like writing in a room with someone who's like got like a vision or a vibe and you've got like ideas yeah you get me so yeah, yeah. yeah i think it just depends yeah it's, it's interesting to see how different people work yeah it's like pete for instance will write at least i think this is what he does he writes like all the time yeah always writes shit and then i only ever start writing i'll write lyrics when i'm feeling a certain way yeah and then as soon as pete sends the song over i'm like okay cool what what you know what lyrics can i put to this song and then i'll edit it to like that thing so yeah it's interesting to see that whole shit yeah like like for example like colin like one thing like i guess my whole writing process for like me has changed so much with time where to a degree i'd basically like wait for inspiration or if i haven't played my guitar in a while i'll play it and sometimes stuff will come out but now like it's super healthy in a sense where like every day i want to try and write even if i don't get something or if i can't it's calm because i've got <clears throat> work that might need to get done because obviously everyone's got to pay their bills and survive yeah. um but um it's uh like just better in a sense of like I I never used to feel like that where I would wake up every day and be like oh yeah I want to write music like that was never a thing um, and I think if oneself can get themselves or whatever or people can get themselves in that mindset where they're doing that you can you know have fun creating stuff like for example like doing like I'm doing that remix mm -hmm. of um, Sour sort of thing um, that's like in the vibe of like the kind of like electronic music we like we like as a whole and yeah. like that's like i'm creating something but there's no pressure and it's it's fun and i'm still gonna you know i'm not gonna make it whatever because obviously it's you know on behalf of like you sort of thing but um i think when you can create fun it's a good break versus creating your own music because i feel like oneself is more like with their own music is more like um what's the word like um like just anal mm. about it you know which is a good and a bad thing yeah yeah all right then um before we finish it then yes are you still recording yeah i'm yeah. still recording yeah yeah <laughs> uh let's talk about some fun shit yeah man, what was your, what was your favorite show like growing up as a kid what do you mean that i like went to no no, no. favorite tv show Oh, TV show. Fucking yeah. hell, man. Um, to be honest, um, like, when I was growing up, one thing that... This is, it's kind of funny. Like, Pokemon was, like, a really big thing for me. I used to yeah. play all the Pokemon games. Don't really play them now. I tried... I wanted to play Violet and Scarlet, but they that were dead. And they just broke on release. So I was so like, shit. fuck this, man. Um, but... I guess Pokemon, really, because, yeah. like, I watched that so much. And I remember... Do you remember, like, when Pikachu was going to leave Ash or whatever? Yeah. Or, like, Pikachu, like, almost died or something. Yeah. But I was genuinely... like, I was a little kid and I was in bits. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> Pikachu! And um, then, obviously, it wasn't a thing. But yeah. I remember that fucked me up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would, say, I would say as a kid, like, probably, like pokemon like yeah that was sort of like my gateway into like anime and stuff or whatever i think like, it was everyone's like everyone watched pokemon first yeah and then <clears throat> i know digimon came out after it digimon over, he over here digimon was sick so, as fuck so good man and then like if you were lucky enough that your parents had 
like Sky or something like you'd have Cartoon Network like I remember I, yeah. I used to have to go to my friend Jack's house I feel that I had a similar thing yeah that was when I was introduced to like Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh and like shit like that yeah Yu-Gi-Oh was, was like, the, well Yu-Gi-Oh was the other one yeah. for sure because I like I fucking love Yu-Gi-Oh it's sick mate it was obviously we know why they put them out on kids TV shows well yeah just sell bare merch yeah of course but and like, it fucking worked because I wanted to go out and buy one of those dual disc things I had one dickhead I had one bro they're so and sick I, I like used it. do you know what was mad because like when I was growing up when I had that I didn't really have any like mates that played Yu-Gi-Oh at all so yeah. like I just had it but I was just like this is fucking yeah. sick do you know what I mean more of like a, a sort of like um, memorabilia or like figures style kind of thing but yeah. um yeah, I was obsessed with that show growing up. It was amazing. I only ever watched the the first series of Yu-Gi-Oh. I never watched any of the ones after that, like GX nah, or anything. Either. Like, but I do really, really enjoy like the game and playing it. It's yeah. fucking sick. It's so good. It's well confusing though. I mean, <laughs> it yeah, it is because even still now it like confuses me a bit. But once you get like the um, the basics, it's a lot easier. Like there's one thing I have been playing recently like I was playing Master Duel for ages in it yeah but um, it I came across like this unlicensed version of a Yu-Gi-Oh game that was built by fans oh sick so basically yeah, yeah. what it is is like you download it you can play online you can play like ranked but you just get access to all the cards yeah. in in Yu-Gi-Oh and you can play like either TCG or OCG you can set up your own kind of games if you want to play like you know unlimited in sense of like no ban list mm-hmm. or you know play like online like it's sick and you can just like enjoy it for fun but yeah learning like playing like a new player learning it is kind of difficult but there are other versions made by the same people i think they're made by the same people that like there's edo pro which is a little bit more dumbed down to make it like easier for people to kind of get into and then there's the one that i'm playing at the minute which is i guess the version that's more like the current like meta game or whatever that people play um but even that is still crazy like it's mental like how you know like combos and stuff and how you have to like use your brain to remember certain things to make things work it is it blows my head off but like i'm like i want to just like i just enjoy it because like i think all the artwork's really cool and it's just it's just sick yeah it's just really really good i just i don't know what it is about it i just really enjoy playing it i guess it's similar to you for with like one piece i guess yeah there's a similar website as well oh really so they have a one piece trading card game like tutorial app which like teaches you the bare bones and then you can like play against the computer but you've only got like two starter decks yeah so you can only play those two um and then some fans have made this other program called uh optcg sim okay which is exactly what you were saying before you you've got access to all the cards and they have sections so like you can have like you know no holds barred you can use every card yeah there's no band list or anything and then you can do ones where it's like you can only play what's been released in the uk yeah section yeah. only been released in japan same so, thing with like, um might even be the same fucking people but i mean it's it so surprise me man like it's like in what's really annoying yeah is obviously like they brought out a new structure deck and like i put like a found like a thing where someone had put together like a 
a half de well more than a half decent version of it but yeah. like i can't play it because like some of the cards say like ocg at the top so you can't use them in like tcg okay so like okay. they have to put up the tcv tcg versions when they are the same they just will say tcg at the top right you know what i mean um so like ocg is obviously like japan and then tcg is like the western version yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so like yeah it's fucking it's just a great way to enjoy it because with master jewel you've got to be super grinding it takes forever to like get like an archetype of cards together that you like and then if it's something you've never played it takes forever and you might not like it whereas this you can just enjoy it and you don't have to spend money yeah and whatever you know it's great best way and um what's your favorite film fucking hell uh or like or like one you've seen recently that you really liked well i'm super 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 into like horror films um and like i guess like a lot of expression through that more so a lot of like dark psychological shit not mm-hmm. necessarily like gore stuff um in terms of horror films i think have you heard of that film skinnamarink nah that's absolutely insane nothing happens and everything happens at the same time like it's absolutely insane like okay. i can see a lot of people think it's shit but a lot of people think it's really good but it's just sort of understanding like what the film's about so like that film's really good I also really, really liked um, Hereditary, um, sort of generic thing with horror, horror films, I guess. And then a couple of films of like old that come to my head. Like, did you ever see The Road with Vigo Mortensen? Yes, that sick film, film. Was fucking unreal. Wait, I only watched that maybe five years ago. Really? Yeah, I really watched fucking it good. When I was bare young and fucking hell, man, it was mad. Do you know what I actually saw recently as well. Yeah, I watched District Nine. Um, recently i watched it time ago and yeah. was like yeah this is sick and i it's so much more messed up than yeah, i remember yeah, yeah. and i was like fuck yeah. dude like, you ever watched chappy chappy yeah no i've heard of it though bro same director is it yeah it's oh. um <clears throat> ah it's it's really good it's really tough to watch as well so basically like oh, shit. from what i remember like it's not a horror film or anything but yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, what, no, from what i remember is setting set in that kind of same like dystopian future-esque thing yeah but like the police are essentially they're they're like all robots so they've yeah. all got like different kind of i don't know you know you'll have like your standard robot and then you have something else and whatever. Get, yeah. um and it's that who's that fucking group diant word yeah it's like them two are the main actors oh okay and they ended up getting their hands on this uh like decommissioned police robot and they ended up basically wiping its memory but when they wipe its memory it takes it back to like default settings as as if it's like a baby so they have to teach it like how to do shit and they bring it up to be like a fucking gang member and like doing dumb shit and there's a scene in it man where like they kind of like let him go they're like we don't want to fucking teach you anymore like just go out into the wild yeah and like the robot like gets like jumped by like all these kids and shit and you're like i remember showing george this like maybe two months into our relationship yeah first time i've ever seen her cry and she was like you know one of those cries where it's like <gasps> like, like horrible yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's a really tough watch for like that bit um because they're just fucking horrible to him <clears throat> but yeah again if you really like district nine like you'll like that film a lot it's it's really good i'll definitely check it out Uh, one one thing i do really like generally as well with like films is um like a lot of like the gritty english like um like 
films like, like I've, well, I say films, but like Top Boy is really sick. I don't know if you have watched you watched it. the new season. I have not. Oh. But um, I've sort of had it spoiled for me because I yeah. didn't realise. But I haven't at the same time. I know someone dies in particular. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who, but yeah, I do need to watch it. But because I rewatch it all the time, as good. You what? It weren't as good as I hoped. Oh really? Yeah, I loved the first like four seasons, mm. and this one like I got to episode six right of the new season, and I was like, all right, sick, cool. Like they're normally eight episodes long. That was it. Yeah, yeah. The, I was like, I, I didn't prepare myself for it to be the end. So yeah. it fucked me off. I feel you. I, I think that I will probably enjoy it regardless. Like, it, it was good. But there are also other things where I'm like, oh, you, you could have spoken about this a bit more or like ended this you. person's storyline a bit more. So is it uh, done now? It's done, done, done. Gone. Done, done. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, piss take. That's poo. But it, I'm sure it'll be like, all right. I'm trying to think of like, stuff like i need to watch like i guess more so like in like an anime sense because i've watched what i've watched recently i watched that death's paradise i thought that was like cool but it was kind of whatever which was a bit gutted about um and then i started watching monster that's fucking sick basically like i don't know if you've heard about it. it's about like um a serial killer and this guy's trying to find him and it's like long episodes but it's like it's fucking amazing okay and the serial killer geezer is the most messed up geezer in the place like on the planet i love anime like that it's it's mad because they can do anything because it's animation isn't it yeah exactly that's one thing i really like about anime it's it's so sick but yeah the that's really sick um i still need to watch new the demon slayer sword smith village or whatever it is Mm -hmm. i haven't seen that see that um that series yet there's probably like a bunch of other stuff there's a bunch of stuff I want to re-watch that I haven't watched in ages as well um, but um, yeah I think that that'll be really sick yeah man those will be really cool alright I think we can end it here cool man we spoke about loads we and I'm going to have to edit loads of shit well I but, said to you innit if you need yeah. a hand like you know where I'm at but I really appreciate you having me on this man of course it was um, a lot of fun I really enjoyed it yeah there is a lot to go through it's going to be sick. Yeah. Fuck yeah.